The scripture today comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 16 to 22. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave up the, us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message, message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Hannah. Well, today is the last sermon in this series that we are doing called What is the Church and Do I Need One? Next week we start with our um, Palm Sunday service and then we'll have our Compline on that Wednesday and then Good Friday service on Friday and then Easter on Easter Sunday. And so as Shannon said earlier, we encourage you all to be there. This last week, um, I had the great honor of going and getting a new passport photo for my passport country. It's scary. Uh, I've had many people ask me what bikey group I was a member of when they saw that photo. You know, they don't let you smile. It's very odd. Uh, they don't want you to be happy as you're leaving the country or going into a new country. Uh, but it was a stark reminder for me, uh, not just that I'm getting old, but that I actually am a citizen of another country that I have a passport that belongs to a country that's not the country that I reside in and that my heart has grown to love and call my home. I'm actually a citizen of the United States of America. And, and so in that, it called back those memories of when I first arrived here in Australia. And one of the many questions that we would get on top of everything uh, they wanted me to describe or to give some sort of context for what was happening over there in the United States. What exactly is going on? And anytime there's any sort of thing that happens in the news, and uh, let me just say as an aside, um, we as Australians, I, I count myself as one of you now, we are still awfully enamored with what happens in the United States. And so people will catch me and they'll hear my accent, which sadly will probably never go away. And they ask me, what is going on over there? As if for some reason, I have some deep insight because that is the country of my origin. That's my passport country that I, I should be a representative and be able to give them some understanding of what is happening there. Well, I am not an ambassador. For the United States. That is not my role at all. In fact, many of you have spent plenty of time with me and know that I'm quite happy to be in the place that I'm at now. 
But we are all of us who are in the church called to be ambassadors. That's what this passage here says to us. And it lets us know that the church, those of us who are gathered together, those of us who are people who are called to be worshipers, those of us who are people in our unique particularness are called to be united in who Christ is as the head, those of us who have been gifted by God to bring to bear how he has created us so that the world will know who he is, that we are called to preserve the world, that we are called to enlighten the world, that we are called to be that city of refuge that people come to. We are also called to be ambassadors because we recognize that actually this world is not our own. We are part of another Kingdom, something that is different than the kingdom of this world. That there is something that is different about us now as the church that we are supposed to exemplify the kingdom that we belong to, not the kingdom from which we came from. We once were, but now we are in the kingdom of God which makes us then, those who live here on this world, which is all of us, ambassadors for Jesus. Now, an ambassador does several things. One of the things that ambassadors do is they show up at different gatherings and events, and they are those that proclaim the virtues of the country that they are representing. They are those that say, here's the reason why you should trust us, or here's the reason why you should want to come and visit us, or here's the reason why you should want to have trade agreements with us. Okay. So if the church is the ambassador of this kingdom, then we are those who proclaim. In word and deed, we say forth what the kingdom of God is about. We are those who are the ones that are going to say, this is what God's kingdom is about. Love and justice and mercy and truth. That's why we gather together on Sunday mornings. It's so that in this place, in this moment, we have the ability to proclaim what this other kingdom is about. We set forth a vision and an understanding that there is a different way to live. That you don't have to be part of the kingdom of death, but you can be part of the kingdom of life, the kingdom of this world, or the kingdom of heaven that has come already in Christ. But more than that, an ambassador does much more than proclaim. An ambassador personifies the place which he comes from. The message is actually incarnated, becoming flesh among that place. So where that ambassador walks, that's where that country walks. Where that ambassador enters in, that's where that country enters in. That they actually hold within them their personhood. That's the reason why a lot of ambassadors and, and dignitaries have immunity in other countries. Because they are, in and of themselves, their country, in that place, following their rules, following their country's insights. And so for us as the church, both particularly you individually as one who is called by God, and as we are corporately the church, then we move as ambassadors, as the personification of who Christ is. 
That when people encounter us, they should walk away knowing a little bit more about who Jesus is. Paul puts it this way, that we are the aroma of Christ to God. Life to life and death to death. That they get a whiff of us and they think, what is that? And God up above is saying, that's my son. I smell him on them. And thus we are Christ to those around us. So what does that look like for a church then? Well, if we're different than what the world is, then maybe it's good for us to look at what the world desires and then how that's different in what Jesus desires. One of the things that we can see that the world desires of utmost value is power. To be able to lead and to be able to control and to be able to have our way. Now, don't get too high and mighty because we all like that as well. So if the world's desire is for power, then we recognize that the kingdom of God is the one who has ultimate power, but it is to serve. Jesus came as God-man to serve, he says. And so the church as an ambassador of God's kingdom must be those who are willing to serve. Not just willing to serve, but personify what service looks like. That we look to the needs of others before we look to the power of ourselves. That we say, my power I can set aside in order so that others can be lifted up. That we look and we see that while the world is broken, we're those who are called to step into that brokenness in service to lift people up to a place of wholeness and flourishing. Another thing that the world likes is they like to run away from suffering. This is one that I really enjoy about the world. They really like to not step into where the hard places are. In fact, they become so adamant about it that they will shout down anyone who mentions the suffering of others. Most often because they want their suffering recognized. More than anything. What we see in the kingdom of God, though, is that we run to suffering. Jesus came as the suffering servants, and we are the personification of that kingdom, and the king is one that steps into suffering, that says, I won't run away from this, but I will come into it, so that I will know it and redeem it. I will walk through it with people. I will not belittle it. I will not deny it. I will not gloss over it. But I will say what it is. I will understand why it's there. And I will call forth the hope that comes by walking through the one who suffered ultimately for us. As ambassadors, we are called to walk into places of suffering. The third thing is, is we don't do what the world does in this. The world wants their own way. And here we see as ambassadors is we want God's way. We want the kingdom of God to bear witness in this place. 
that in knowing someone who is part of this new country of God's, that they will experience and know that my way leads to destruction, but God's way leads to freedom and renewal and life. So we're called to be ambassadors, those who personify what Jesus is, a servant who's ready to suffer and follow the Father. And so we're ambassadors in the world in that way, that we walk so that God will receive glory and honor. So if that's the church, do you need it? I'm gonna use a positive example and turn it into a negative. So we're gonna see if this will work. So I'm giving you sort of a a parenthetical statement uh, of assurance that I kinda know what I'm doing here. Um, When we moved from the States, we came to Australia. And there were things that were different about Australia that we had to get used to. And there's some ways that you can deal with that. Uh, Most of all, it shows forth usually in food, but in other things as well. And and yes, I know I talk a lot about food. (laughs) Ranch dressing tastes different. Chocolate tastes different. Coffee is different. All these things are different. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can engage with that as someone who's coming from one country into another country. You can say, I'm not going to ever appreciate this stuff over here, so what I'm gonna do is import the things from the states that I like and bring them over so that I can have them. That's one way to do it. Or you can go, I'm gonna get as close as possible to that that I can get, So you go online and you Google how to make fake Chick-fil-A sauce. (laughs) And you try to make that sauce because you miss it so much. By the way, if you ever go to the States, please do go to a Chick-fil-A. And that way you'll recognize that some people are right in their uh, aspiration of living life in the the, uh, bright lights of Chick-fil-A. And some people are not who say Bojangles is better. Or you can decide, I just don't need it. You also can get here and say, I'm going to set with groups of people who are from my foreign, my country that I came from, so that I will feel comfortable with them. Now, God in his great mercy has brought plenty of Americans into this particular gathering, and we're thankful for that. But, but here's the thing. Eventually, for our family anyway, What we recognize is that we love this place. Some of you don't know this, but our family's getting ready to go back to the States for a little bit. Got to go back for two months. We'll miss you all. And there's this great tension within us of whether or not we really want to go. Most of us want to see family, but outside of that, and I know there are people in the States that watch us live streaming, so let me just apologize. I really do not want to go back. Now, there's lots of reasons for that. I love you all. There's lots of stuff that I think needs to be done that only I can do. That's a sinful reason. But really, I no longer have a desire for that country that is the country of my passport. I have a desire for here because Australia is great. I mean, it's broken and it's got its issues, but I love it. 
The reason why you need the church is this. If you spend more time in the country of death than the country of life, all of a sudden the country of death looks good. If you spend more time outside of those who are fellow ambassadors of the new country that God has put you in with those who are ambassadors of the country of bondage, then bondage all of a sudden looks like freedom. And so you need the church. You need the church to remind you that God has done something far greater, far more magnificent, and better filled with freedom and steadfast love and truth and mercy and grace and righteousness. That the world might give some little image of. But underneath it all, it is leading you to bondage. And so we need the church with one another speaking as ambassadors to one another to remind us of how great God's love is that he's brought us into this place, this new land, this new kingdom. And to run away. Because believe it or not, it still looks enticing. And it shouldn't be. But we need each other to remind us of that. So as ambassadors, we need the church to do that. So what does that look like here at Fremantle? One thing we always try to do is preach the gospel of this kingdom. Not just up here, but in our conversations that we have with one another, in the small groups that we have, in those places that we want to remind one another, we want to encourage one another, we want to challenge one another to live in that place. We walk together in that way. One of the things that we do is we exemplify that in the community in which we live. You in your workplace, us here in this building, in the community of Fremantle where we live, we, we walk and we know that we must engage in those places where there is suffering and brokenness and bondage, that we're called as ambassadors to bring God's steadfast love to bear, that we look for justice and mercy, and that we continue to move in that way. But more than that, we recognize that other communities that we're not in are broken in that way. And so we should be looking out to those places and see how we can bring God's kingdom to bear in that place. Whether it be through encouraging church plants by other people or ourselves even starting those churches. So that in those locations, in those places, God will be known and his kingdom will be lifted up. And it's all good and fine to think that we can be those ambassadors because we can. But this is the beautiful thing about this passage is that very last verse. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
You see, when we recognize our own brokenness, our own ability to really step in that, that's when God proclaims loudly to us that Jesus has already come and taken all that upon himself so that you can be the righteousness of God. So that in your own state, where you're at, that by following after Holy Spirit, by longing to be those ambassadors that you are, that even as you misstep, God is present. Because he's already accomplished the work that needs to be done. Because he became all of sin to destroy it. So that we can be the righteousness of God. And so those of us who are in Christ are that righteousness. Those of us who are in Christ are those ambassadors together and in our particularness. And if you are here and you don't know that yet, that you're not sure that that's the case, let me invite you to a beautiful country. Let me take this moment to paint a picture for you of this beautiful land where you will be known as you have never been known before. That the darkness and the things that you hide that you don't want anybody to know about, that God will take those and make them brand new. He will dispel the things that no longer need to be parts of your bondage and he will bring you forth into freedom. That it is a place of love that is steadfast, that does not go away when you misstep or when you think incorrectly, but one that will correct you in loving, kind discipline, confronting you with the compassion that only God the Father can have. Now, he'll do that through fallen humans, just so you know, who are fellow ambassadors. But he longs to bring you to a land that is filled with grace and love, and mercy, and life. That's who we are ambassadors for. That's who we invite you to. That even today, you know and find out you are a brand new citizen of the kingdom of God. Let me pray for us. God, if there's anything from you that's not from you in this, if there's anything that's not from you in this, these words, let them burn up and go away. But whatever is from you, let them take root in our hearts to bring good work and glory to your name. It is in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.